0: How are you? Good to see you. You awake? You good? You here? All of our campuses? Glad you're here. Welcome to subscribe week number four. Wow. Time flies. Uh, My name is Brian Vassell, one of your pastors and uh, it is my absolute honor to be here with you. Want to welcome all of our campuses, those attending online as well. Glad you're here. If you would take out those notes you received when you came in today, I want to encourage you to write some stuff down. I want to give you something that you didn't have when you came in. That's our goal each and every week. If you missed last week, make sure you go back on our app and pick it up. It was uh, uh, Pastor Tyler and his brother Carson came out and just absolutely did a great job talking about personal growth, one of our ethos. We're talking about some of the values that make potential church potential church. And it's our prayer that uh, you can subscribe to these values. These are some things you can put into your own life and value what we value here as a church. I want to also remind you, don't forget July 24th to the 27th is Youth Camp. Now, Youth Camp is exciting. Uh, and. Uh, I can tell you that because my daughter has gone so many years in a row and uh, it has honestly changed her life it is one of those things that when you get here amongst pe- your peers and you have fun and learn and uh, something changes in the heart and if you have a young person and you've been battling them at home or you have a young person and you want somebody to reinforce the values of christ in their life i want to encourage you implore you even don't miss the opportunity to put them in a place where they're not only going to have fun and grow and learn but really uh, get closer to Christ in the process. So that's that's my heart for youth camp. I absolutely love it and I'm looking forward to being a, a small part of it. It's it's exciting. I, I feel like the gray hair I can't hide amongst the students anymore. It, it, it prohibits me but I love to be able to be a part of it. Today we're talking about something near and dear to my heart. You probably already know what that is. You see it on your outline. We're going to talk today about honor. Honor. Now honor is something that a lot of us think we understand. We have a pretty good grip on it. We're, we're pretty sure we get it, but let me ask you this question. Anybody in the room today, any of our campuses, how many of you like to be honored? Raise your hand. Be honest. Every, come on, every hand should be you. You love it, right? You look great today. Did I tell you you guys look good? That whole section back there especially, you guys look fantastic. Hallandale Beach, you guys look amazing as well. We all like to be honored, right? We all like to just sit and just be, just be admired, just kind of relax a little bit. No, wait a second. This is my birthday weekend, so I'm going to add a little, little flair I'm going to wear this. I mean, this seems to fit, right? We love, can I get us some appropriate lighting for me, please? Ah, that's better. <sighs> yeah, just soaking it in. Yeah, bring it on. I love it. More, louder. Yeah. That is a pathetic display uh, for me. I got. I apologize to you for this. But you know, when it's your birthday, it's kind of cool. You get Facebook messages and... People sing to you, and they make you brownies, and they love on you, and it's wonderful. Honor, being treated well, is is something special. Now, this is kind of ridiculous, but man, a lot of us want to feel just like this. We want to be honored all the time. Now, is is honor simply just complimenting somebody? We can bring the regular lights back up. Is is honor just complimenting somebody and making them feel good, or is there something deeper to it than that? Are we doing a good job honoring each other and people in our lives? I, I think it's important... As we discussed, we have to define kind of what honor is. And here's what it is to Potential Church. This comes right from our website. This is right from our ethos statement. It says this, honor is a showing of respect, giving value to, and caring for. Now, there's some key words in there. I want you to circle them if you would. Respect, please circle that one. Value and caring. We're going to talk a lot about those three things. Now, in Hebrew, the word kabod, it's translated to, to give weight to. When you read the word kabod in scriptures, it means to give weight to or to honor, to hold in high regard, to respect, to care about and care for, to put others above ourselves. Now, we don't live in a society that tends to favor, honor a whole lot, do we? I mean, how, when's the last time you were walking into a store and somebody held the door open for you? It doesn't happen as much as it used to, does it? Or in traffic. You ever drive in, in traffic and somebody pulls up next to you and they're like, go ahead. Does that ever happen to you? It doesn't happen to me ever, right? It's always the other way around. It's like, I was here first. Even if I wasn't here first, I'm going now, right? We, we, the culture struggles with honor, whether it be honoring our boss or honoring our spouse or honoring our cell. What, what does that look like? Why? It's almost like it's some kind of lost Jedi art. Like, honor was cool. Respect was cool in the 1950s. But now, it's just plain old-fashioned. To have respect for one another just blindly? Does that even exist anymore? Maybe, maybe not. I think it should. Let me show you a picture. This picture went viral last week. Maybe you've seen it on the internet. Let's put it up on this right behind me. I'll put it up on the side screens. This is a great picture if you haven't seen it. This is a guy who, uh, we don't know his name. The person who snapped the picture was somebody in traffic with him. Uh, This is a soldier. And what he's doing is he's standing out in the pouring rain saluting a passing funeral procession. We don't know if he knew them or not. We just know that's, That's respect. That's honor. And I want to tell you, that picture was taken last week. So I want to assure you that honor and respect are both alive and well in 2017. But that's where we need to go. That's how we need to honor at that level of commitment, honor, and sacrifice. Why should we do it? Why honor? I'm glad you asked. It's there in your outline. I want to invite you to fill these things in. When we honor, here's a good reason. Because honor reveals what's happening inside of me. Honor reveals what's happening inside of me anybody know what this is you probably don't know until i turn it on Can we get the lights off just for a second you'll know what it is when i when i flip it on oops i gotta find the button there we go you know what this is it's a black light right i want to challenge you to do something next time you go stay in a hotel (laughs) or next restaurant you go bring one of these and shine it around your table no don't don't do that you can bring the lights back up (laughs) why don't you want to do that because it reveals stuff that's hidden doesn't it? It looks great on the outside, but put the black light on it, what happens? It reveals what's underneath. I think honor does that with our heart. I think honor reveals a lot about what's going on inside of us. Because when we have the opportunity to honor and we don't do it, you know what it reveals? Maybe you're struggling with pride. When we don't honor and we have the opportunity to respect someone, maybe it reveals something. Maybe you feel like they're below you. You'd never tell them that before that black light comes on and says, something's not right in the heart. Maybe you don't see them the way God sees them. I don't know. But I know that honor reveals the condition of our heart. Here's another reason why. This is in your outline as well. We honor to respect others and affirm their value. To respect others and affirm their value. Now, let's have fun with this. Everybody close your eyes if you would. All of our campuses, close your eyes. And here's what I want you to picture. I want you to imagine, this will be easy, the most annoying person in your life right now. If they're with you, do not squeeze their hand. Do not elbow them. Do not point to them. You got them? You got their picture? You know who they are? You're like, no, we're too holy for that. Now you know who they are, right? Picture that person. They are annoying. They are the sandpaper person of your life. They annoy the tar out of you. You can't believe that you possibly put up with them. Now I want you to think about this While Your eyes are closed, picturing their face. Listen to this statement. God loves that person as much as he loves you. God loves that annoying person in your life as much as he loves you. You can open your eyes. Don't fall asleep on me. Now that sounds, uh, of course he does, but we don't treat each other like that. The annoying ones don't deserve my honor or my respect. But, but, but God says, but I, I love them as much as I love you. And I think when we start treating people with honor intentionally, we start to see them the way God sees them. Every single person on this earth, in this building, at all of our campuses and around the world, every single one, if you have a pulse and a heartbeat, guess what? You matter to God. God knows your name and you're important. We got to see people the way God sees them, not the way we want to see them. And it doesn't require us to, to be in complete, to be best buddies either. In fact, I put it in your notes this way. Honor doesn't require agreement. Honor doesn't require agreement. I don't have to agree with you to respect you. I don't have to have the same exact viewpoints to honor you. Why should I honor you? Because God created you special with gifts and abilities and talents. And he loves you just as much as he loves me. We don't have to see, we can can agree heart to heart without seeing eye to eye. We don't have to be completely lined up for me to pay you respect everybody matters so honor reveals what's going on in our heart it also affirms people and reminds them of their value now who am i supposed to honor i'm glad you asked that again here we go here's number one we need to honor first and foremost you can probably guess it god we need to honor god now how do we honor and respect god well there, i put some things down on your list let's look at this verse first from psalm 22 it says praise the lord all who fear him talking about god there look at that next phrase what does it say Let's try that like we mean it, okay? What does it say? Honor. honor him, right? Honor God, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. Scripture says all honor starts with the way we treat and respect and honor God. God is to be honored. How do we do it? Well, we start by honoring his house. His house, of course, is the local church. We honor this house. How do we do that? I think first and foremost is, we, is a t- regular attendance. Be here. Uh, So many people I talk to are like, Pastor, I just can't fit church in my schedule. Well, I would suggest to you that you put church first and then fit other things around it. Because here's what happens. When you don't show up on a week and you miss something, that could have been the week that from our pastor, he could have given you the answer you've been searching for for a a decade. And you miss it. Or you miss the interactions in the lobby, or you you miss a friendship that could have possibly been. It's important to be here regularly. I know things come up. I do. I do. But be here as often as you can. Same thing with generosity. I listed that in your outline as well. We get nudged by, by God to, to be generous with our resources. And, and he's telling us, hey, I want you to respond with the tithe. And I want you to be obedient by giving a tenth of your resources back to me, which I have blessed you with. And we get that nudge and we're like, nah, you know what, God? I'm just not feeling it today. What if you don't do what you say you're going to do? Regular generosity honors God. Regular attendance honors God. I put the second way we can honor God, his house, is church leadership, is to honor church leadership. 1 Timothy 5, 17, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, but I'm going to read it to you. It's not in your outline. But listen to this verse. I like this one. You're going to find out why in a second. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work, whose work is preaching and teaching. Now, it seems a little self-serving. Like, why would I read that one to you? Like, the people who preach and teach deserve double honor, i'm gonna go sit here on the throne again <laughs> yes double honor me i deserve that's not what Scripture's saying you don't worship your pastors that's not what it says what double honor means is pray for us pray for spiritual leadership here defend their reputation when some people want to talk bad about them check on them Caregive. all these kinds of things these are this is a way to show double honor to the leaders of the church again i did not write this verse God said, if you want to honor me, you honor my house. The way you can honor my house is to honor my leadership. Don't gossip when people around you are gossiping about stuff. Defend this place. Defend your your spiritual leader. That's the way we can double honor God's leaders. Here's the third. Respect and reverence. Leviticus 19.30. These are references there. I I don't have time to read all of them, but if you want to kind of go back and see where I got these from, that's where those verses come from. This is respect for God's house. For example, being here on time arriving for services on time now i know that things happen and people arrive late but when we arrive late what happens we walk into a row where people are already worshiping or how about this one maybe not saying nobody in this group does this or our campuses but some people actually leave before it's over did you know that they do they leave early well i've got what i needed so i'm gone and what happens when they do that is they get up and they disturb the entire row of people they're sitting next to and they're trying to worship that's not honoring the house. That means I want to get out and beat the traffic. Or when they get up and they leave, they leave coffee cups and balled up pieces of paper. And I think to myself, man, I, I want to honor God's house. I want to treat it nice. I want to keep it clean, right? That's, that honors God. Honoring his house. You've got to keep these things in mind. These behaviors absolutely matter. The way you treat the parking volunteers, did you treat them nice today when you came in? Our parking team is awesome. They're out there in the rain. We love these guys. They're amazing. They're incredible. All of our campuses. (laughs) Now, we applaud them until they tell us to stop. (laughs) You guys come through, and you're like, okay, I got a thing, you know. And you're waving the next group over, and you're like, you get impatient. The way we treat each other as far as volunteers, right? We're just all serving together. How do we take care and treat people that serve in the house? All of our teams are incredible. You hand it off your child if you have children in, in one of our preschool rooms you have to, to, to people who are going to love on them and help them to learn about christ how do we treat them so we have to have respect for the house and some, some behaviors we can certainly uh, think about number next one is another way to honor god is by caring for his people please fill that in we honor god by caring for his people how many in the room today have children raise your hand all of our campuses how many of you guys have kids if you don't raise your hand it's okay just it, claim them you do you're a parent okay how does it make you feel when somebody else beside you does something nice for your kid? Makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? Right? Whether they take him to dinner or keep him for three weeks or whatever they're going to do. To, to, <laughs> that's always nice. <laughs> I miss you. See you, right? <laughs> it makes you feel good. Because not only is your child being honored, but you're kind of honored in the process, aren't you? It's a cool feeling. Now, look at this verse in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker. But helping the poor honors him, him being God. When we help the poor, when we help people that need our help, it honors God. Matthew 22 talks about it. Jesus says when you bring a glass of cold water to someone who's thirsty, you're not just serving that person, you're serving me, Christ said. When we serve other people, when we serve God's children, It honors God. It shows that we care. It's a sign of respect. We have to honor each other. It's not just an act of kindness. It's an act of worship. When you serve others, when you take care of others, it's an act of worship to God, caring for his kids. The next one in your outline is by obeying his word. Another way we can honor God is by obeying his word. 1 Samuel 15, verse 22. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Good question. Is it what we do or how we obey? Look at this next line. I love it. It's an exclamation point, capital L. It says, listen, obedience is what? Better. Underline that, circle it, and star it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What we do for God, how we obey him, is more important than anything else. It's like setting curfew for your kid, you know. You ever... If you have teenagers and you set curfew, let's say you set an 11 p.m. curfew. Why do you set an 11 p.m. curfew? Because you know nothing good happens after 11 p.m., right? You want them back in your house. Well, what if you set an 11 p.m. curfew and your kid comes back in at 1 a.m.? I can see people nodding their heads, like, let me at him. I'm ready, right? <laughs> what do you do? You're upset. Because you have told somebody to be obedient and return at a certain time, and they have disobeyed you. But what if they told you, by the way, Mom, I know you're mad that I broke curfew, but I cleaned my room earlier today. I hope that's good enough. Does that work? No, of course it doesn't work. But we do it with God all the time. God says, I want you to gather together in church. Church, well, you know, God, you know what I, what I did do? I went out on my boat, and I communed with nature. That's close, Right? God says, pray, pray. Well, I do kind of pray. I pray for the lotto numbers that I pick to come in, right? That's close. That's not obedience. God wants us to obey. We honor him and we follow his, his directions to the letter. Why? Because God knows better for us than we do. We honor him by being obedient. Isaiah 29, verse 13. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But where are their hearts? Far from me. God, I want to be obedient. I really do. I want to make church a priority. I want to take care of other people. I want to become a tither. My intentions are good, but I don't do it. But God, will you please bless my life? I want to have a good marriage eventually, but we're going to live together. I hope that's cool. God, will you bless our, our union? Will you... God, I, I want to have good kids, but I don't ever make them come to church, and I don't ever, ever make them read the Bible. Is that okay? I mean, just God, please bless my family. We're asking God to bless disobedience, and he's not going to do that. That's not honoring to him. It's one of those things that, you know, when I, when I see that, I just want to, I, I hear all the time, if I only had more time, I'd serve at the church. If I only had more money, I'd give it. it this is 2017. Are we seriously supposed to do what the Bible says? I mean, I'm just keeping up with the times, right? But God, I want you to bless my life. God says, I want you to honor me by being obedient first. Then the blessings. In fact, I put in your notes this way We honor God with our actions, not our intentions. We honor God with our actions, not our intentions. It's not what we say we're going to do for God. It's what we do. Man, that's a big statement. So we've got to honor his house, honor his people, honor his word. Now there's a whole other big group. Now that we've gotten God honoring down, let's look at the second group. God wants us to honor others. Please fill that in. God wants us to honor, honor others. In fact, in, Ma- in Matthew 22, before I, I think I said Matthew 22, I meant Matthew 25. Now we're in Matthew 22. When Jesus is asked, what are the two greatest commandments? Remember what they were? If you read the scriptures in Matthew 22, what does Jesus say? He says, love God first, and then who else? Your neighbor. Now, it doesn't mean the person sitting next to you or in the home next to you. Loving your neighbor means who? It means everybody else. It means others, even the people that you came to mind just a few minutes ago. He says, I want you to love God first, then love everybody else. Now, it's pretty easy to love God. I mean, he's God. But other people really, God? You want me to honor them? I'm going to warn you, what we're going to talk about for the next couple of minutes is going to be very hard to hear. Well, let's, let's, let's put that to the test. Here's the first group you need to honor, the government. Did it get hotter in here? I said government. You're all staring at me like, nope, let's read. <laughs> let's give you the blank so you don't, uh, don't get skittish, right? We want to honor those that are in authority over me. Honor those that are in authority over me. The first group is the government. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from where? The Electoral College? No. The Constitution? No. Where does all of this power come from? God. And in those positions of authority have been placed there by who? God. God puts leadership in place. Mayors, governors, presidents. God puts them there. Whatever political party you're a part of, whatever issues you vote, God says directly, if you want to honor, you want to learn how to be respectful, we need to honor the people that God has put into power. Pray for them. Even if you don't agree with them, pray for them. And don't pray that they would be removed from office. That's not the prayer I'm talking about, okay? (laughs) Pray, Pray that they would do well. Why? Because you live in their state. Because you live in their country. Because you're a part of their city. Why would you pray against a mayor if you live in the city? Support them. Honor them. Again, it's not because they deserve it or have earned it. It's because, you know what? God loves them as much as he loves you. God died for them just like he died for you. Honor the government. Here's the next one. They don't get easier. Honor your boss. How many of you work for a boss that's loving, benevolent, and kind? Raise your hand. All of our campuses. Good, a few. Put your hands down. Now, the rest of you are either unemployed (laughs) or your boss may not fit that description. So the scriptures say I have to honor my my boss. Remember, the blacklight check on our hearts, right? Servants, obey your boss, Ephesians 6 says. Respect him with all your heart and try to please him as you would who? Christ. Work for him or her as if you were working for Jesus himself. Really? My boss? The company I work for? Seriously? Am I supposed to? Yes. Yes. We have to learn to honor people in that position of authority over us. And I'm not saying do anything illegal, all right? I am saying if they ask you to work hard, you work hard to honor them, just as if you were working hard for Christ. Like he is your ultimate boss. I mean honor, not side eye, not sub tweets, not pictures on Instagram or your Facebook page, little memes about your boss. Don't post that stuff. Be honorable. Be respectful to him or her. It's really, it's, it's any authority, seriously. If you're, if you're an athlete, be honorable to, te- you know, honor your coach. If you're a student, honor your, your teacher. I mean, whoever's been placed in authority over you, respect and honor them. Here's the next one. We need to honor those that are in the family with me. Honor those in the family with me, starting with, and you guessed it, honoring your parents. Exodus 20, 12, one of the big 10 commandments says this. Honor your what? Your father and your mother Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I love this. Honor your mom and dad. If you live under their roof, you need to honor and respect their wishes. I'm going to say that again. If you live under their roof, you need to honor and respect their wishes. That doesn't just count for children this high. If you're an adult living at home, no matter what age you are, and it's their home, you need to honor and respect their wishes. That's the way this thing works. That is honorable, because God has given you those parents. Now, I want to say this to you also. This goes for their whole life. Honor your parents as long as they live. Take care of your parents. Provide for them. Protect them. Get them the help they need, the medical care. Love them. That is our responsibility as the children of the home. Now, let's flip that around. Parents need to honor their kids, too. And I'll tell you how. The Bible tells tells us that parents should never... Provoke their children. Never get them worked up and, and push them too hard. But but sometimes we get this mixed up because sometimes parents hear this and they start worshiping their children. Children are not meant to be worshipped. They're not meant to be put over your spouse. They're not meant to be put over God. They're arrows you fire out into the world. Honor them, and they will they need to honor you in return. Parents, that's an important, important, important thing. Next one, here you go. I told you they don't get easy. Honor your spouse. If you're married, some, every time I say that out loud, people laugh. I always get a chuckle or two, like, <clears throat> you don't know who I'm married to. Let's read it. Let's read it. 1 Peter 3. It's speaking to husbands here. It says, Be good wives to your husbands, or excuse me, to wives. Be good wives to your husbands, responding to their needs. Then verse 7 The same goes for you, husbands. Be good husbands to your wives, honor them, and delight in them. Honor the person that you marry. Honor the vows you took to them. Now, if you're in a situation where you're being abused, I'm not saying put up with that. Hear my heart. Get the help you need. All I'm saying is, if a situation in your family is that you're married and there's constant conflict, you need to honor your spouse. The way you communicate to one another. The way you deal with money. The way you raise your kids. Honor and respect each other. Now, here's the the problem with the situation. Most of us wait for the spouse, the other spouse, to respect us first. When they start treating me right, then I might start treating them right. Wrong. That's not the way this works. Scripture tells us to respect and honor first. Even if they don't do it. That doesn't seem fair. They're going to treat me like a doormat. They're going to take advantage of me. Maybe at first, but you know what else the scripture tells us? That if we keep that behavior out in front of them, eventually the Holy Spirit will convict their heart and things are going to change. You can only control your half of the equation. You can't make them do it, but you can do it yourself. I told you this wasn't easy. But it is something that's critical for good, strong, healthy marriages. Honor. Respect. Be the initiator of that. Now I already know, I can see your faces, I know. You're looking at me like, this guy is out of touch. I'm not, I'm just reading scripture, you know where I'm coming from. I know this though, and it's, I want to share something with you. When this gets really hard to do, you're saying, I, you don't work for my boss, I get it. You're not married to my wife, I understand that. If you can't respect the person, if you struggle respecting the person, you know what I'm going to say, respect the position. Fill that in if you would. Honor the position. Pray for the position, pray for that person. It's the best thing you can do. It's really hard to be bitter and resentful towards someone. The government, your boss, your spouse, your parents, it's really hard to be that way when you're praying that God would bless them. That's the prayer. Too many of us waste our prayer time getting together and going, you know what, God, change them. The right prayer is, God, I want to honor them. God, change me. Change me. God, bless them. And what starts to happen? We start praying blessings over these people they struggle with. God starts changing. men. may not change them, but God's certainly going to change your heart. It's critical to understand that's the level of respect and honor that God wants. So, we have to respect God, others. We mentioned a few things. Here's one more. We need to respect those that are in the world around me. Those that are in the world around me. This is everybody else, okay? This is the guy who does your oil change, the barista at Starbucks, the... Uh, the, the lady in the car that's texting next to you that's drifting over, drifting over and drifting over and drifting over and not paying attention to the road, and you're beeping the horn, and you're mad as a hornet, and you're like, move over, and you got all kinds of choice words. You tell them they're number one. Respect them, too. This is everybody else, okay? Everybody that wasn't included in the first two groups. The world around you. Look what the Bible says. I love this scripture. Romans twelve ten Paul says, love one another. Doesn't say love the people you like. Doesn't say love the people that are nice to you, does it? It says, love one another, everybody, with brotherly affection. This is a big next phrase, if you would circle it. Outdo one another in showing honor. Not just honor and respect, but more than they're doing it. Honor and respect more than they are. Honor and respect. Why? Because Jesus lived this way. Think about how Jesus was treated. Jesus was, you know, they tried to kill him. They, they tried to run him out of town. And eventually they crucified him. And you know how Jesus dealt with all that dishonor? He respected everybody. He loved them. He helped them anyway. That's why we need to honor everyone else. Because Jesus did it. And the second reason is, is because the Bible tells us our goal is to become more like him. If we're going to become more like Christ, we want to grow in our faith, we need to honor people the way Jesus did it. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is hard. This is tough. I know. I put this in your notes. Honor is to be given freely. Not positioned for expectantly. Honor is to be given freely, not positioned for expectantly. Luke 14, 8. And stay with me here. This verse doesn't seem like it fits, but it perfectly fits. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you might have been invited. Right? Don't sit at the head of the table. I deserve this. I'm older than they are. I'm smarter than they are. I have more money than they do. I deserve this honor. No, that's not what scripture says. Don't sit at the head of the table, don't sit on the throne. Where we belong is right here at the foot. Because if you're a Christ follower, what we tend to forget is that all of us, you and I, we're just servants. Anytime you see yourself higher than that, it's pride. All of us serve the king. All of us do honor to other people. All of us sit here at the foot, not at the head. That's not the goal. All of us, and we've got to get a hold of that. I want to, please write this down someplace. I didn't make this a blank, but this is the, 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 the key here. Honor should be given, not earned. That is a paradigm-shifting way of thinking. Honor should be given, not earned. Because you've heard your whole life. When they start respecting me, you don't give respect. People earn it, right? You've heard that your whole life. i heard it my whole life, too. Scripture says otherwise. You give it first. That's what Jesus did. And every inch of you, trust me, I wrote that down, and I just sat there and went, really, God? Do I really have to say that out loud? It's so countercultural. It's such a different way of thinking. I'm supposed to honor first? they, They have to earn my respect. No. Scripture tells us to honor and respect them because you know why? Jesus died for them too. They matter to him. So how do I do it? I put a few ideas in your outline. Here's the first way we can honor someone. We can encourage them. How many in the room today like encouragement? Raise your hand. How many of you are awake? Raise your hand. Good, all right, I got you through the tough stuff. This gets more upbeat, but man, it's important. Encouragement. We love encouragement, don't we? You guys, again, you look fantastic. You guys especially, up here. Thanks for sitting up close. Awesome. All of our campuses, you guys in Pensacola, awesome. We love encouragement. You all, encouragement is great, but so, far too many times we don't give it. We figure they already know. I do a lot of funerals of people that, that come up and say, Pastor, I'd like to have five more minutes with the deceased. And I say, why? They say, because I really like to let them know how I felt. I want to encourage them. If you feel something about somebody and you want to encourage them, tell them today. Tell them now. Honor and respect them. Not right now, because you're still listening. But when this is done, then tell them. It's important. Keep a short account with encouragement. It's a great way to show respect and honor. It's a great way. Here's another way, is to help them. You know how you can help some people the most? Step into a situation. Let's say their life is kind of falling apart. When you step in, when everybody else is stepping out. That's such a great sign of respect. They're going through a relationship crisis or an economic crisis or a spiritual crisis, and it gets really hard and everybody wants to dip out and bail. You step in and say, what can I do? I'm here to help. Whatever it is. What a great way to show respect to someone. So we want to encourage, we want to help. Here's a third. Sacrifice. Please fill that in. Sacrifice. Sometimes honoring someone costs you something. It doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. Sacrifice could be you're sacrificing your agenda for them. Or if you've ever gotten in an argument with somebody, sometimes sacrifice and honor simply means this. Even if you think that you're right, you stop the argument because you value the relationship more than being right. That's honor. That's respect. That's important. So, we need to sacrifice things. I mean, that was Jesus' way of honoring the world. He gave up everything for us. Everything. How about the next one? Defend. Defend. You ever had a friend speak well of you when you weren't even there? You find out later on, they talk so highly of you. You know, I love to think that somebody somewhere has defended me when I wasn't even there. Like my name came up and they started bashing me. And one of my friends stood up for me and said, you know what, that Brian, he's not as bad as you think he is. And they defend my reputation. I love that. I love to think that. Or, or, you know, maybe it's you're at work and and all the guys stand around the water cooler. I don't think they do that anymore. But all the guys are standing around talking about how nasty their wives are. And you stand up for your wife and you say, no, 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 guys, this is, no. That's honor. That, again, it's countercultural. It's different. But that's what respect looks like. Defense. Standing up for somebody. The next one is listening. Listening. You can always tell good listeners because they have a lot of what? They have a lot of friends. Everybody wants to talk and fix. Very few want to listen. Sometimes the greatest way to honor somebody is to stop your life and just be an open ear. Not for gossip, but to hear them out. To let them use you as a sounding board. And one last one, and we're going to dig into this one next week. It's loyalty. Be loyal. Be loyal. If someone else makes a decision, you defend it. Instead of looking for the grass is always greener, going over there and doing something else, water the grass that you're on. Stay put. Defend people. Stand shoulder to shoulder when the odds aren't good. We're going to talk a lot more about that next week. Loyalty is important. But loyalty is a great way to honor somebody. And there's so many more. These are just a few ideas as we figure out a way to honor God and other people. Now I'm going to wrap up our time today with sharing the ultimate act of honor. Now this is something that when I read through scripture, other than the crucifixion itself, it's, it's so inspiring. Jesus himself did it. And Right before Jesus went to the cross, you probably read this story. If you haven't, I advise you to do it. It's in Matthew. It's in all the Gospels, really. Jesus, before he goes to the cross, has one final meal with his men. Maybe you've seen it referred to as the Last Supper. And he knows that one of those men is going to betray him to the Roman authorities, and he's going to be dragged away and crucified. So the night before that happens, Jesus gathers his men in the room, and he takes a basin filled with water. Now, I'm going to I don't know if it looked like this one or not, but just for the sake of illustration, Jesus grabbed a basin and a towel and he went one by one to all of his men and washed their feet. Now, back then, they didn't wear closed shoes, so those feet were pretty grimy. They walked around in sandals so the dust and dirt from all the places these men had walked throughout many days, probably. Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the creator of every single person around that table, he got down on his hands and his knees and he washed their feet, and I think to myself, what an incredible act of honor! Because Jesus not only washed the feet of the eleven men that were on his side still, he washed the feet of his betrayer. What an act of love! It revealed Jesus' heart. He loved those guys, and by washing their feet, he reminded them they had value. And he also did it because he wants all of us to treat each other the same way. Because it's not about the throne and how many likes you get on Instagram, how many Facebook things, I don't know what you call them anymore, likes, thumbs ups, whatever. It's not about that. It's about sacrifice, commitment, love, encouragement, defense, Protection of others. There's a scripture, John 13. After Jesus was done washing their feet, look what he says. He says, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. Underline that if you would. I've given you an example, circle example, to follow. Do as I have done to you. And now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. I want to tell you, if you start to honor people like this, and sacrifice them and put them above yourself. People are going to look at you funny like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're encouraging them. You're defending them. You're protecting them. You're honoring them. Yeah. Because I'm following not the example of the world. I'm following the example of Jesus Christ. He's the only one worthy of that throne. That is why I honor Because Jesus first honored us. And it brings him great joy when we do this for other people. I put this in your notes. We worship God, which leads to us honoring others. Which leads to us, as the scripture just told us, that we're blessed when we do it. Now, I want to challenge you, church, this week. One of these things that I mentioned to you hopefully has knocked on the door of your heart. Whether it be your boss, maybe it's God's house, your kids, the government. I don't know which one. But I want to challenge you this week to start putting this into practice. Because time after time in scripture, when we're obedient in this area of our lives, God says, I will bless you for that. And I don't know about you, but I certainly could use more blessing in my life. I promise, if we can start doing this regularly, what's going to happen is every relationship in your life is going to change. God will be glorified, and all of us will be blessed as a result. I hope and my prayer from the bottom of my heart is I I pray that's something you could subscribe to, too. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. Father, I know there's a lot of things in your word that we read them, and Father, we wrestle with them. We think, Father, that it doesn't necessarily apply to me or maybe the Bible is out of touch, or that God would understand if I didn't. Father, I would ask that that's some, what somebody's wrestling with right now, just like I have done all week long. The Father you would open their eyes to a new way of treating others. Sacrifice, love, commitment, encouragement. God, it just reveals so much about where we are with you. Help us start walking forward in this area, honoring people, not judging them. Hugging not pushing away. God, we know that when we do those things, we honor you. Thank you for the tremendous example, washing those men's feet, going to the cross on our behalf. Help us, Father, follow in your footsteps. And all glory will go to you. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand today if you would.